I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it there. That's your son? No, that's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> All the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, the killing. A lot of killing. Hello. And welcome to the Martini Scale, where we talk movies over martinis. And provide our perspective on what is and isn't worth watching. We are three friends who all love film, so the goal with the show isn't to critique every detail, but to give you an honest perspective of what our experience was like when watching something. And perhaps, more importantly, how drunk you need to be to enjoy it. I'm Sean. I'm Natalie. And I'm Lisa. And in this episode, we are discussing the film Once, Once Upon, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood. That was pretty fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. It's too long of a title for I us take to personal and that total responsibility really for that. And you know what? You gave up so quickly. I did. You do that a lot. I you start felt, to go and then you're like, I'm I just going to let them go. I felt the energy was just not going to be where I wanted it. And so oh. I was like, fuck it. Let them do it. You abandoned mm. us. Yep, you did. I did. I'm sorry. Ladies, welcome back. This is our first episode. Well, the people don't know this, but we actually <laughs> haven't recorded a new episode in like two months. We, we had some stuff going on. We did have some stuff going on. We yeah. took a little summer break. Mm-hmm. Lena toured the globe. Mm-hmm. Toured the globe. Yep. yep. I, I went very, very far away for a very, very long you did. time. How was South Africa? You want to tell us a little bit about it? Amazing. Everybody should go. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I saw your pictures. Phenomenal. To die. to die. So amazing. The penguins, the beach. Oh, the oh, cheetahs, the, the lions. The elephants. Oh, God. Everything. Lena was, was on a fucking safari for two weeks. It was amazing. Was Three it two weeks? weeks? Three, Three weeks. weeks? Oh yeah. my God. It yeah. was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're back and we're excited and we're, we're happy. We're doing it. We're sweating our balls off. So yes, but we're doing we are it. making and a sacrifice hot, for you. Hot Los Angeles. Yes, it's like 100 degrees in LA today, and we are recording this without AC because we didn't want the sound to compromise the integrity of the it's quality compromising of Compromising the, the integrity show. of my spirit. <laughs> Same. It's all right. We're going to make it through. Yep, yeah. we'll do it. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Natalie, do you want to talk about the drink that you made for this episode? Because oh my God, it's, it's it's delicious. Quite delicious. Uh, sure. Lena? <laughs> oh, shit. Is, this, is it a Texas martini? A Texas martini. Or, te- or Texas margarita? Well, it, technically, I looked up Trudy's Texas martini. Okay, okay, Which okay. is technically a margarita. Kind of a margarita. Kind of. Um, but then it showed up on the recipe as a Mexican martini. So, oh. I don't know. Tex, Tex-Mex martini? Yeah. Maybe? Okay. I don't How know. does that equate to the film? That's a really good question. Oh. You don't remember the film? <laughs> so what, did well, you watch the film? We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> what's, in, oh, yeah. what's, what's in this martini? Oh, yeah. This. You might have missed that part. Let me, um, yeah. There is a, a quite hysterical moment where they are uh, mm. making margaritas. Um, and uh, Rick Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, is making margaritas, <laughs> frozen margaritas. So I thought it would be really fun to kind of do a martini twist on it. And when they went to it. the dinner, they, had, they were drinking martinis. Yeah, well, because they, they're at Muso and Frank, so it's also, like they're... spoiler alert, okay? We watch this movie, and you're going to listen to this, yeah. and you're gonna, everything's a spoiler. If you yeah. haven't seen this movie yet, you need to watch it before you listen to this episode, because there'll be tons of spoilers. Uh, so much. The Muso and Frank thing is really interesting. I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you were texting during this part or what was going on, but... We'll <laughs> do you get, remember what part I was We'll get texting? to that in a second. Um, <laughs> that restaurant is like a really famous restaurant in yeah. Hollywood. It's oh, like yeah. literally like around the corner from my apartment yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's cool and mm-hmm. i like nudged you in the middle i was like that's muso and franks and you're like i'm texting don't bother me like, okay. 
But yeah, so Musso and Franks is really, really popular. Their martinis are like their thing. Was it actually filmed inside of that? I think so, yeah. yeah. I've never been inside. I've heard it's like a I've really good restaurant. I've never been inside either, but it looked like it would yeah. be... They're really known for their martinis. They make really good martinis. So that's, I was going back and forth between doing a like classic martini in honor of Musso and Frank's. And then Lena yeah. found this sort of like, and I was like, but I kind of want to do a margarita because that well, scene was Texas so funny. Suggested yeah. it. So we had friends here from Texas. And mm-hmm. so it was co- a combined effort to yes. come up with this uh, Mexican martini, which I, I love. I friends in Texas. Can I, we, can I we mean, give them I a don't. Shout out they're Lena's the friends. They're watching the movie right now. Yeah, they're Are actually they? watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they listen the to the show? Uh, they will. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to say hi to them? Lauren and Jazz. Aww, they, hi, Lauren wanted Jazz. to be on the show. Yeah, we were hoping to get to... her on, Aww. but she was like, "Can you record this later so I can go watch it and be on the, ca- yeah. on the podcast?" Aww. Okay. But, but they were supposed to watch it yesterday. So yeah, exactly. If she wanted to be on it that bad, she should have watched it yesterday. Damn. Okay, I guess we're going <laughs> but there. But also, can I just digress for a moment? Please Because I forgot to tell Natalie moment, something, Sean. which I guess you can hear it too. Oh. oh I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you like me to step away? <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm kidding. You know Nick's in Beverly Hills, also known for their martinis? I still have not been there. Okay, well, now you can because your favorite restaurant with the chef you love is gone and Nick's Beverly Hills is right there. <gasps> it's right oh, here. Oh, I did notice that. Is that mm-hmm. anywhere the same as Nick's of Laguna Beach? Is it, it have a little martini? With an olive coming it's out It's right of next it? to the um, Tortilla Republic slash Old Javier's in downtown Laguna. I don't know the downtown. It's a really prominent Laguna Beach like. I can't think of it. Spot, I can't so. think yeah. of it either. I haven't been to Laguna in years. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, it's here. So. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> is a black comedy <laughs> crime film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. <sighs> I love Ooh, him so you said much. that name right. I did. This, that's like the first director right. I've ever got right on this show. <laughs> um, it stars Leo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie. I like it's, that you call him Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> that's his name, bro. Leo. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Bro. It's set in, shockingly, set in Los Angeles. Um, it tells the story of a television actor by the name of Rick, Rick, Dal- Dal- Rick Dalton and his stunt double, Cliff Booth, as they make their way through a changing film industry. Natalie, you want to take it over from here? Oh, gosh. I wasn't ready. I know. I keep throwing that back at you. I like it. I keep you your do. Toes. I'll go. All these First announced oh, okay. in 2017 July. of July, the film so will be the ago. first of Tarantino's not associated with Harvey Weinstein. Oh. Thank God. After Tarantino cut ties with the Weinstein company following sexual abuse allegations against Weinstein later that Quentin. Allegations. Okay, sorry. So Sony Pictures won the distribution rights, having met several of Tarantino's demands, including final cut privilege. They should not have given in on that. Is that a big deal in Hollywood? That's a big deal. Most people do not get final cut. Who usually gets that? The studio? Yeah, typically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Unless you're like a Scorsese, a Tarantino, most of the time you don't get final cut. Yeah, but he's a Tarantino. I know, but like, okay, but people should not give him. I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't know that they should give him directing <laughs> right at this point. But. Oh, uh, excuse me. No, excuse you. Didn't like late night. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> oh no. Okay, hit okay. <laughs> DiCaprio and Robbie, as well as several Tarantino regulars such as Tim Roth, cut from the movie. Oh, Kurt I love Russell, Tim. Michael Madsen joined the cast between January and June of 2018. Principal photography lasted from uh, then till June. Nope. June to November. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Around Los Angeles. Oh, God. It is the last film to feature Luke Perry, Aww. who Aww. died in March 2019. The film is an American and British venture produced by Columbia Pictures, Heyday Films, and Bono Film Group. 
and scheduled to release in the United States on July 26th. Which would be last weekend. Yes. So it's out. Okay, cool. It's out. Oh, God. I'm sweating. Guys. I know. It's yes. a lot. I had to read. It was a rough read. I'm sorry. I'm drinking. Sorry I'm hot. I'm like, look. Ugh. Okay, well, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Here we are. It's We're fucking in hot in Hollywood. Recording yeah. this live from Hollywood. My goodness. Okay. Um, do we have any trivia that we want to get into for this film? Because I feel like there's probably a lot of BTS stuff to talk about here. You doing okay, okay over there, Natalie? No, my olives fell in my martini. I think we're all already drunk, actually. They're supposed to be in your martini. But they were. I had them uh, perfectly placed, hanging on the side, and they splashed in. It did look beautiful, but... I wasn't prepared. Mine's not like okay. that. Okay. Oh. I think what's really interesting about this is that I have an interesting piece of trivia that I didn't Ooh. find, but I'm going to read it. Um, Tom Cruise was was originally considered to star as Cliff Booth, but had to back out due to scheduling conflicts with Top Gun Maverick. That would have been great. I would, I would have, have loved, loved to him. have seen that. He has he's never been in a Tarantino movie. No. I hope that those two together could be I really think that interesting. That would be so interesting. Yeah, I so would you would love rather to have seen him over Brad Pitt? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I think damn. he could have been in the movie somewhere. He, Definitely. Yeah, but I think he could have done a... That would have been a perfect yeah. part for him. Yeah, totally. That would have been great. Totally. But it's like Brad Pitt's so totally. hot that it's like... I mean, Tom Cruise is so hot. Yeah. Okay, well, they're my one and two, but it's okay. Oh. There's another really interesting trivia. I'm just going to read your guys' trivia because I don't know what you're doing. Um, I'll do it. Deborah Tate, who is the sister of the late Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. you know who that is. She was killed by Charles Manson. Was she killed by Charles Manson? Yes, okay. not him personally, personally but his the group. cult. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, she was very apprehensive about the project as she feared the murder of her sister Sharon would be salaciously exploited. Um, I guess she's been defending her sister's memory against exploitation for decades. Didn't know that. Um, but after talking with Quentin Tarantino and reading the script, she gave it her blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know her sister was exploited. What am I missing? I think it's m- most in the the idea that obviously everybody's trying to retell like the Manson murders, and then it's sure. like you're constantly having to relive this horrible right. thing that happened to her. So I think it's kind of the same thing with like O.J. Simpson, Nicole Brown, like Ron Goldman's family. Like they don't want gotcha. stuff to constantly be made Me and changed for and made for entertainment when it's about the right. murder of their brother. You know, right. are you or implying that the film with Hillary Duff? in that role was allegedly not taken seriously. I didn't even know that she oh, yeah, had done. Oh, yeah, came out this year. Really? Yes. It's called The Haunting of Sharon Tate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, for realsies. I didn't know Hillary Duff was making movies anymore, first yeah. of all. That's, what that's the, the hell That's is the that revelation about? here as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. I want to say I feel like I heard about that along uh, same time of Zac Efron doing Ted Bundy stuff. Oh no! Oh, I heard both of those movies were being like made. Oh god! I feel like yeah. the Disney people Terrible need to just like choices. stick with like I know, the Disney esque do genre. Also, you're trying to yeah, whatever. Well, I'm it's interesting because the note here says that the film was panned upon release and quickly forgotten. So clearly, it yeah, it came out. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> didn't even know about. Do you guys know how much this movie cost to make? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I put this. Up. I don't let's know. Natalie guess. Yeah, she hasn't seen the number. She doesn't read the um, notes. Um. I would say 115. Probably. Actually, pretty close. Yeah. 100 million. Well, okay. it says approximately 100 million. Oh, okay. so it could have so been 115, probably now. God, I'm really good at that. Yeah. The deal with Sony Pictures is said to include first dollar <laughs> gross good. and final cut on the film for Quentin. What does first dollar gross mean, Natalie? Do you know? Yes. Okay. Repeat the question. <laughs> what does first dollar gross mean, Natalie? For fuck's sake. <laughs> 
She said yes before she even knew the question. Repeat the sentence. Is that first Natalie, weekend? Natalie, the deal with Sony Pictures is said to include first dollar gross and final cut on the film for Quentin. What does so first he... dollar gross mean, Natalie? <laughs> Keep asking. <laughs> Natalie, yeah. I know you have an extensive background in the film industry. Do you happen to know what first dollar gross means? Die. First dollar gross. <laughs> I'm going to take a leap. And uh, yes. Ooh, I was like, guess? can we guess? My assumption is that guess. means that like the revenue that's generated from the film, like mm-hmm. he gets the top cut of it before like the studio, other actors. Like I'm assuming maybe it's equivalent to like back end points, mm-hmm. but like more prominent. Typically for like back end points, everybody's got to make their money. I'm just going to look this shit up because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh! <laughs> Lena, what's your guess? My guess is um, he gets uh, all the money made on the first weekend. I have the answer. No. I'm just kidding. Not. fucking love the internet. Okay. okay, so for instance, if the star received 5% of first dollar gross as part of his deal, he would get that money no matter how much revenue the movie made. A hundred dollars. How ironic is this? The Ooh. analogy. A hundred million dollar movie that bombs out at 50 million means the star gets 2.5 million off the top while the studio hemorrhages money and everyone gets yelled at but the talents. <laughs> It's great that that's the response. That's from a Hollywood Reporter article. That's really funny. Good time. But that's, yeah, generally, I think a lot of back-end points, like, creatively, are Mm -hmm. given after everybody makes money. Then it's like, okay, then everybody starts making money. So this means he gets paid regardless of whether or not it makes money. Which shouldn't be, like, I know you are the creative behind this, but it's like, if your creative isn't working and isn't successful, I don't feel like it's fair that you should make Mm. more money. I'm Mm. sure you're still getting your director's fee. It's not like you're going in and making this movie for free. I doubt it. I think there's a lot of factors mm. that contribute to that, too, like the marketing, the, like, there's so many variables in that equation that it's not necessarily the director's fault. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. No, I, I, I agree. Yes. It's, and I understand the fact that it's like, yeah, they're spending so much money in, like, marketing, all of that kind of stuff, distribution costs, that's a lot of money to get out of before you start seeing a dime if it's not first dollar gross. So, I mean, it is nice. It is a nice little treat for him. But typically, I think a lot of times you do that on people like Tom Cruise on a movie that, like, you're not sure if this is going to do well and be successful, but you want to get Tom Cruise on board, you know? Right. Because that is going to help you, you know, and that's going to help him want to sign on to something like that. Right. So do you guys want to guess as of, so we're recording this on Sunday afternoon, which Mm -hmm. is probably around the time you're going to listen to it Sunday, Monday. Um, Do you guys want to guess how much it made this weekend? I didn't even look at numbers this weekend so far. That's why I'm asking. Um, I'm going to say 45. You looked at this. No, I didn't. I swear to God I did not. Okay. Lena, is it 40? Well, now I feel like it's 50. <laughs> like, what am I going to say? 46? Wait, it, 46 million and one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not the price is right, sweetheart. <laughs> well, Jesus. Um, you would have lost because, isn't it if you go over on the price is mm-hmm. right, you've lost? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so it made 40, roughly 40.4 million dollars. But today's in domestic not over. Sales. Well, I think that's, that's a projection. That's still the estimate though. for the weekend. Oh. Yeah. 40 million? Yeah. So I think that means it's a hit. I, that's weird, though. Yeah, Isn't for a rated R movie, that's a pretty big opening weekend. Even if it costs $100 million to make? Yeah. That's, yeah. First weekend. You'll make that again next weekend. And do we think no, that? No. No. It'll be like 25, 30 million mm. if it's successful. I don't know, though. What's interesting is, like, I gauge, like, a film success by, like, can I get a ticket at the Ar- like Arclight? And I looked yesterday. I was actually going to go try to see it again for mm-hmm. reasons we'll explain later. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally sold out in the dome at Arclight, like, 
all day. Yeah. yeah. And they well, have showings dome, at 3 in the morning at the Arclight. Yeah, because they're doing 35 millimeter and 70 yeah. millimeter, like, prints of it. Yeah. That's what they're showing. So it's that's more, like, special, too. So a lot of people in L.A. are going specifically to the that's Arclight special, to yeah. see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do kind of want to see it in the dome. Yeah, I, I think there'd be too. something cool about it. If you guys are interested in going yeah. to see it, I didn't know yeah. that was a possibility. I might, yeah, I might want to go see it again. Yeah. I would go see it again for sure. Yeah, is that spoiling our uh, scores? Scores? <laughs> no, not at all. Actually, do you have um, anything else you want to discuss trivia wise? I always move on without you, so I'd like to make sure that you're ready to go. Uh, no, no. Okay. I'm going to start um, because I have a slight admission to make. So. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to give. Also, we all went together, so. We did. I'm going to give a little bit of context and say that I have had a little health condition over the last month that has prevented me from sleeping (laughs) a lot. I've lost a lot of sleep. And um, with that, I haven't had a good night's sleep in the last 30 days. So I would like to thank Quentin Tarantino because (laughs) I actually got some rest during this film and it was much needed, and I am really (laughs) appreciative of that. Yeah. Having said that, I admit, I fell asleep for a portion of this film. Um, And I want to talk about the times that I woke up because (laughs) I have very vivid, specific memories in these moments. So the first one, I woke up to Lena texting a novel to someone. I don't know who the fuck you were texting in the middle of this film. My Texas friend, Lauren, who we just mentioned. She was at least texting for 15 minutes. Like, it was like, on and on and on. It was probably five minutes. And it was a novel. And I remember looking at your phone thinking like... Is it still? Is this still happening? Am I dreaming? What's going on? Is it part of the movie? Um, whatever. And then I woke up to like crazy zombie, insane people running around, screaming, oh. killing each other. Yeah, in, that was not in, a zombie. In typical Tarantino fashion. Yes. So my my assessment of things is going to be based on <laughs> the overall experience, and I apologize in advance. I think advance you were because... dreaming a bit. And Possibly. woke up in a little bit of a haze and probably woke up and was like, wait, where am I? And then you were like, wait, what's happening? I also want to talk about the fact that the guy next to me got up from his seat for at least 30 minutes. Yeah, and that was, he that left, Oh, really? He left this weird package metal thermos thing sitting next to me on the seat. And that literally had me paranoid because I hate that we live in a world where, like, we go to the movies full, like a full theater and I have to think about, like, am I going to get shot today? Like, and it just gave me this weird feeling of, like... Mm some sort of anxiety about like did he leave something on the seat and not come back was it like, a pressure cooker because <laughs> then run really yeah uh-huh they do like those pressure cooker bombs i don't know yeah if you know. see a pressure cooker in random situations run run okay it's not on a stove making carnitas terrified him okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not making carnitas so yeah. <laughs> okay but if you smell carnitas, everything's Stay everything's for the fine. tacos. Good to know. Those are going to be some damn good tacos. Yeah. All right. So having said that, do we want to dive into the things we liked about the film? I can't. Yeah. So I will say, I mean, obviously we've said this, we're going to spoil the movie. So yes. it's, there's going to be stuff in here. Like, so my favorite scene for sure there was when uh, one of the Manson girls runs through the screen door <laughs> or the glass lighting door and Leo's character, Rick Dalton, like freaks out because this is the first time he's he's just been lounging in the pool drinking <laughs> and hasn't known on. hasn't known that any activity is going on in the house. Yeah. God, that that whole thing I was laughing so hard. I was yeah. like, this is so, so entertaining. So that was my favorite scene. I absolutely loved that. Well, that is a classic Tarantino scene. That whole oh, thing. God, it it's great. just the whole scene so was great. Classic and 
literally it's so good it's so the whole movie is worth that fucking time well that's i literally was like we have been watching this movie for two hours and 15 minutes and we're i'm awake and i'm finally like think okay this is what i came here for was like this scene yeah it was a little bit like a lot of his other movies have more of that stuff kind of sprinkled throughout mm -hmm. this really and this really took it oh yeah really went deep into quentin tarantino's yeah yeah you missed the first part but i will tell you i liked the first part when brad was in there oh yeah that was the best he you, you weren't awake for that part he i don't know i, I it's, went, all, it's all in dream to me oh, so God, he so was fantastic he had smoked that acid cigarette that was so, so funny okay, i saw that part and then i thought okay this must be like his acid trip or something but it was all of their acid trips right like that's no no okay then i don't know no. what i'm talking about Anyways, no. so he's on this acid trip. Things are happening. The dog. Okay, so you like the. I loved that girl. She's mm-hmm. on better things. Yeah, but she um, before she falls through the glass, she's legit getting eaten by his pit bull. Yeah, and it is the funniest thing <laughs> ever seen. She is screaming and flailing around, and this dog is just tearing into her face, mm-hmm. and it is amazing and then she crashes through the window hysterical leo blah blah blah. but then he comes out with a fucking flame so can i say that's that's my my favorite face was just like like it was bananas yeah the whole but brad pitt was like amazing Mm -hmm. so that is my favorite part of the film from from what i you missed the whole from what i got to see um I did get the nod to the flamethrower. Yes. And how it kind of brought everything full yes. circle at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, and this his look on his face when he's like activating it. it. Yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. it was it was brilliant. And it was hilarious. And I love Leo DiCaprio. And it was it was good. Yeah. But the classic Leonardo face when she falls through the window. What the fuck? Oh, my God. That was so. That was just so great. Yeah. I literally laughed through the whole thing. It was just mm-hmm. so great. That's, it's just my why I love Quentin Tarantino. Like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. It is great. What else do you, like, think worked well? I'm going to say Leo and Brad, obviously, because oh, I think yes. that, obviously, they're just both tremendous actors. Um, I actually really like Margot Robbie a lot, and I want to see her in even more than she is. I feel like she's very particular with, like, her choices in terms of the projects that she works on, mm-hmm. but I want her to be a little less selective because I want to see her more. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard that um, she wrote Quentin a letter. And after she started getting, like, popular or whatever, and was like, if you ever have anything, I would love to be in one of your movies. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was like, oh, I never really thought, you know, anything. And then he started doing this, and he was like, oh, she should come in for it. But I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't enough of her. No, there wasn't. The majority of her was shown her watching a movie. Yeah, and she was quiet. She didn't really talk a lot. Yeah, it's, I think, a real... lack of yeah. using her mm-hmm. and her skills like yeah. it was a disservice to the audience yes it was yeah. a disservice to the audience yeah. to like not because she's so great. really utilize her in a bigger way like literally the majority of her screen time was mm-hmm. her watching this movie mm-hmm. that is really sharon tate in the movie so it's right. not even like her as sharon tate in the movie and that's what we're watching we're actually watching the real sharon tate which i think creatively a little... is a it's a good choice yeah. and i think more respectful to sharon yes. But then not using Margot at all. So right. it just kind of was a little weird. It was because I had to think of it first. I was like, okay, wait, no, that's the real Sharon Tate. Because yeah. I was super confused. I'm like, that's not her. But then I was like, oh, right. Do we okay. have any context to the Sharon Tate story? Because I feel like it's kind of a pivotal role to all of this. And do we, do you know anything about her? Why she was such a part of this film? Like, 
Well, I mean, because she was the one that was murdered in the well, house. Well, because she was pregnant and murdered. Yeah, pregnant, and she murdered. Was, she married Polanski, who was like, mm-hmm. isn't he known to be like a child molester yeah, or something? Yeah, So, yeah. So, it's. I think it's just that whole... Because he wasn't in the house. He didn't get murdered, No, because right? he was working in the right. UK. So, uh, so legitimately... she's the famous one. Yeah, the guests that... in the house were the guests that were in the house at the time and right. murdered um, with her with, in the yeah. house. So, that was... That's why it was such big news, because she was a big actress. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it was... I don't think when they went in there to kill everybody, they knew that it was a movie star in there. No, like, they did. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Like, the actual murders? Because they were... There was somebody else that was supposed to be living in the house. Sybil Shepherd, maybe, or oh. I can't remember who the person was. Sybil was Shepherd, a... really? Or what's the Mur- who's fame? the Murphy Wait, Brown they... lady? Why Candace can't I think? Bergen? Candace Bergen. I think it was Candace Bergen so they wanted and to kill her, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was a record producer. Mm-hmm. What? And um, so when Charles Manson comes and asks, "Oh, right. did these people live here?" It was Candace and whatever this dude's name was, and apparently this record producer was supposed to do an album for Manson Manson and that's I think part of why he was trying to get back at them and oh, so but Quentin changed it in the story as to what because who answered the door wasn't can't it was Sharon and well no they had oh. moved into the house at the time so he that's the only address he knew he th- thought that they still lived there oh and so I think I don't know if he just decided at that point just to go through with it anyways and just do it wait i'm good when he in the real story when he went to the house it was i don't, I don't know if Candace... he went to the house for real oh, i, I okay. can't I don't know but that's okay got but it. i'm right. saying in the movie when right. they asked he was asking if those people still lived there those are the people who really lived oh, in the house i think it, it was candace bergen oh, and her boyfriend i see what you're saying i see what you're so, saying okay, okay. talk yeah. about digression fuck's sake Sorry. um <laughs> So some context for the film, Leo DiCaprio, obviously, as we know, plays this like actor that's kind of like, is he at the end of his career? Does he, where is he going forward? And then Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt plays his stunt double, who is like also his friend. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, talk a little bit about how that relationship evolves slash. I mean, I think it was an interesting portrayal of their like this aging star and what decisions he should do next and go act in movies in Italy or, you know, continue to play the big bad and, you know, one episode, you know, of television shows where somebody else is starring in it. So I thought, I mean, to me, Tarantino is great. And I kind of describe it as, you know, an American Idol. They used to say that, like, people were so talented they could, like, sing the phone, phone book. book. The way Tarantino directs his actors they they literally could be on screen doing nothing, and it's so captivating. Christoph Waltz, all of just how they're performing whatever dialogue, it's so great. But it's so long, and it's just like, it's just, honestly, like, I understand. Everything is supposed to mean something. We're in the scene. We're learning who Rick Dalton is, where, like, how he's evolving as an older actor. So it's like, yeah, it's important for us to get these how he's feeling out of each of these scenes. But after two, three minutes, I got it. I understand where we're at. Does this need to be 15 minutes long? Do I need to see him on set acting, even though it's great? With the little kid. Especially the girl. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is, I mean, I don't, it's so hard for me to like, I feel like it is, it's art. It's something very specific. Um, 
but it's for me it's i want to love it but it's just it's just too long for me and would you say someone else should have got final cut maybe done some editing yeah i mean to me to make it a more like tight watchable film yes it's hard what's so hard is that like yeah, these actors are really, really good, but like we got the point 15 minutes ago. Like, yeah. you but know? I guess maybe in my opinion, isn't it that we're not making it to be a watchable film? Everyone's going to watch it because it's Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the that's what they're expecting to watch is Quentin Tarantino. You're saying not, so because that doesn't need to be as digestible. It doesn't. As... Yeah, it doesn't need to be. I don't. It, they want his art. Yeah. And like, because everyone, he's such a huge, like, cult, like, you know, person. I feel like that all, all those people don't care about that stuff because they're like, they just want to be there to ex- experience his. More of him. Yeah. Can we just talk about the little girl for a second? Oh, my God. Because she was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, she was like, fantastic. Like, I don't know what, how you get that performance out of that little mm-hmm. child. But, I mean, how old must she have been? 12, 11. Okay. I was thinking even maybe a little bit younger. Like, and they just tried to make her more sophisticated. But, like, mm. she was so good and I so captivating. Like she's 10. 10. She's 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's in- fucking insane that a kid that age could be that, like, powerful on screen mm-hmm. against Leo DiCaprio. Like, I, I was literally blown away by that scene. It was so good. They were really, really good. Yeah. I don't, it's hard. I, I know that it's art. I know it's, he is the artist. So I know what I'm getting into when I go into it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> like, I know I'm in a three-hour movie, but it's still, like, part of me just wishes, like, okay, you've been showing them driving around Los Angeles for so long. Like, I would love to know the, like, scream time, screen time of, like, how long they're actually driving in a car. <laughs> like, I it's just like thought that was kind of cool, though. Like, I love, I love seeing, seeing the it. city that I live in yeah. on screen and especially, like, that I absolutely like, love it, but it's like... Okay, we every time they change locations, they're driving to the location, and we're with them for a while as they're driving. And Do it's like, know? oh, I just want to like get moving with this. Was that like green screen CGI? Because I don't remember them like it literally was filmed on my street. Mm-hmm. And they I did don't change it. I don't remember they them filming it. like shutting it down to film that. Mm-hmm. They did. I believe they did. Yeah, because Hollywood Boulevard like it looked different enough. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure some they of did it was CGI, in but like yeah. I don't know. It was really cool to see that, though. Like, yeah. it was literally like I drive yeah, down the street great. every day. Yeah. And I was like, this is really fucking yeah, crazy. Really that they cool. filmed this yeah. like a year ago. Um, but like, even in the car scene when uh, Margaret Qualley is with Brad Pitt, like, mm-hmm. I love that scene. Well, She's, and that to me yeah. is like, okay, you've got people driving to this location. Right. and You've got action happening in the car. That's right. fine. I don't mind that at all. But it just when we're just with one person driving around we're with Sharon and Polanski driving up through the oh. thing and then up to the gate and it's like we're not hearing any dialogue we're not there's it's just great music yes like he always has great music yeah, in always. his stuff yeah. but it's like and i get you need transitions from locations to scenes and whatever but it's like okay we've had four shots and 3 minutes of this driving when we've already been in the car with these people so many other times in this movie. Like, let's get the ship moving. Like, you know, and that's part of, like, my issue with Hateful Eight. It's like we're traveling with them to the haberdashery for 45 minutes. All of the action takes place in the haberdashery. Let's get the fuck in the haberdashery, you know? So it's, like, stuff like that you where I'm, like... You just want to keep saying haberdashery. I love haberdashery. <laughs> I'm actually quite proud of you to be able to articulate that. I yeah. know. Good job. Too. <laughs> but so it's, like... To me, it's like, I know that this is his style. I know that his, like, dialogue is really entertaining to people. And it is entertaining to me. But then it's like, at what point 
have you hit the nail on the head and then you're just like banging on fucking nothing like yeah we got it okay let's go let's go i mean i want to say that like personally i have had this rule for actually quite some time now where i typically will not allow myself to watch a movie after 10 p.m in the theater it's hard. because mm-hmm. i know yeah. that that's going to be my experience grandma and grandpa. well and it's just like it's <laughs> i don't know it's not unless it's like something that i'm like really 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 excited for which i was excited for this i was but very like, excited i just i should have known better and yeah book those tickets day, i was like yeah, oh crap mm-hmm. at the end of a long week like i just i should have yeah. known um and it, it proved to be correct in this mm-hmm. case because it wasn't just a 10 o'clock movie it was a three hour with preview right. and amc we, 10 o'clock yeah. movie yeah so yeah and i definitely want to see it again for that reason because i i my i'm giving it a, a score that is fair based on the mm-hmm. fact that i didn't see part of it um are you guys ready to move on is there anything else that you liked that you want to talk about i mean, I mean leo I, and brad were yeah. just like yeah. so amazing like, i loved I, margaret Qualley. i love i think yeah. she's stunning I love her. Austin Butler was great. Yeah, but I mean, all the all the cast was really good. I wouldn't say all of them. No, no. Who did you not like? Lena Dunham. I actually, yeah, what did not like Lena was Dunham. That? She looked like she was a horrible actress. Do we like her in anything though? To be no, honest, no. I, don't I liked really. Girls. I watched. I never girls. watched that though. But I was just like, what is she even doing right now? Yeah, it was very strange. It was a little weird. Well, even sounds- like Dakota was like fine. Oh, Dakota was great. You know, but like she I was, was so like, good. But then I was like, "What is Lena doing?" Lena doesn't have the subtlety of a seasoned actor. Uh, I think she can play herself, mm-hmm. which is like this, right? Kind of OCD, ornery like mm-hmm. person, and I think that worked on ornery? girls. Ornery, ornery, ornery. Okay, okay. Ornery, ornery. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's the word that came to mind. Is it, Does is it, it apply? I don't know. Is it educational? <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Anywho, I think it? Moved, it sounds like we moved on to things we didn't like. Um, oh yeah, I was kind of doing that naturally. I will say that like I'm gonna go first because I don't have a lot to offer in this realm. But <laughs> I would say that I do think this was a typical Tarantino film, for better or worse. And I don't. And I I say that take that as you want. Like if you are a fan of this his style, then I think this probably is a great movie for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you'll love this one. I feel, and then again, I know that I, I missed some of this, and so I'm trying to be cognizant of that as I speak this, but I just feel like it's very hard for me to follow the point of the stories that he's telling sometimes. And maybe that's just me not getting what he's trying to offer, but I just feel like that is a through line in his films for me. I know they take place in a very specific universe. Um, I just think for, in his case, it's often very hard for me to suspend my disbelief because it's so over the top, everything always. And especially like that that scene at the end, right? It's like, okay, like it's just a lot to deal with and take mm-hmm. in as a as a observer. I to me, what was different about this movie that didn't quite work, and I feel like maybe why I kind of felt like aimless at times, where I'm like, what are we watching? Yeah, and yeah. why are we watching this stuff? And I think every single one of his movies, their characters have had goals. Like, there have been things that they're on a journey, and we know why they're on that journey. You know, even if it's a specific character in the movie, and that's, like, not the main thing, but, like, you, Bruce Willis trying to find the watch in Pulp Fiction. You know, Inglorious uh, Bastards, it's like they're killing Nazis. We know that that's their thing. And, you know, it's just, to me, it's... Kill Bill. She's going to kill Bill. Yeah, like, she's, like, tr- she's yeah. got her list of people that mm-hmm. she's going to kill. I just, every single one of them, you know... Django, like he's going to f- find his wife and right. like there's 
and all of them have like yes these really long people but the whole point you're on this journey with one or a few people and you know what we're trying to get at the end yeah. and so i think this was like we spent so much time with you know rick dalton and cliff booth but like there's no end goal that we're rooting for them to get to we're just kind of watching them in this period in their life and for a long period of time yeah and i think maybe it's based off of the assumption that we know that the manson murders happened and we're watching sharon tate and them simultaneously before the murders happened so it's like that we're seeing how this fits into the puzzle like waiting for it to lead so it's like to maybe that. he it's under that assumption that everybody kind of knows the story already so everybody should know where this is going to go to i don't know it just there was never a moment where i was like i know why we're seeing what we're seeing yeah i think that's fair I, one more important detail oh my god one more important <laughs> detail i forgot to mention is I also took an edible prior to watching this film. Oh, I was going to mention I was going to mention but it, I didn't I... know if you wanted to mention that. Oh, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> okay. no, I, so I think that... Because I was like, I think it's because of something else you I did. Think, <laughs> I think it influenced um, my experience to a degree. And I, I just want to say... I think it influenced your snap time. <laughs> I want to say for the yeah. record, like, I highly recommend it for this film. I think that, like, <laughs> being a little high watching this film exponentially increases your enjoyment of it i, I think say. it increased your uh sleeping ability yeah but that was other factors too playing <laughs> yes. into this. so i think that if you're just high watching this film uh, with your popcorn and whatever i think mm-hmm. it's, it's a good time okay i just feel like that just makes everything feel even longer for me that this movie would feel Possibly. like it was like oh, 10 yeah. hours long i definitely Maybe, but if you get a nice honestly. nap in the middle it doesn't feel that way that's not, like i would love to like honestly go see this next weekend in the morning with a cup of coffee yeah <laughs> I would totally see it where it's like I'm awake and I because I do want to see how different it feels when I'm more alive alive yeah and not had like a busy work day and you know bigger screen in the dome 35 millimeter 70 millimeter whichever Mm -hmm. um I think that will make it a different experience as well yeah definitely want to see it in the dome I honestly as much as like yes I have certain issues with things I think if you like Tarantino, you're yeah. going to enjoy this movie. Absolutely. Like, there's no version where you're not going to like it. But is it going to be your favorite Tarantino movie? Probably not. What is your favorite Tarantino movie? Reservoir Dogs. Mine might be Pulp Fiction. I, I love Pulp say, Fiction. I feel like you have to say Pulp Fiction. I mean, I no. would say Pulp Fiction or the Kill Bill franchise. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those movies all live together. Like, I don't yeah. have a favorite one of the three. Um, is it three or two? Two. Okay. Two. JK. Favorite one of the two. <laughs> What? We'll go ahead and edit that out. Uh, I'm sure. But, you know, a I won't. side note to that is also my favorite written is True Romance. He, um, didn't, direct, he didn't direct that. Yeah. Is it Christian Slater? Yeah. I do remember that film. Patricia Arquette. Was that James before or after Pulp Fiction? Before. before. Okay. Way before. So, I mean, like, I do... And not that any of his films are tight. None of them are tight. But it's like, all of those, I never felt as labored and exhausted as i did watching this where i'm like like i I don't want to feel like i want to move on from leo's incredible performance yeah i could watch an entire thing of leo and timothy oliphant like that's so fun but also like this is a really long time to be watching him on set that has nothing to do with the murders at the end Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with the rest of this movie you know yeah (laughs) excuse me or what we think that this movie is so it's just a little bit I don't know. It's it's tough because it's like I this had the makings of possibly being my favorite Tarantino movie. So I think that that's 
I was so excited to see it. And mm-hmm. it's like the cast, and they're all so oh freaking talented. And it's like, I'm just disappointed that it isn't my favorite. And yeah. one of my friends, Cynthia, who was on one of our episodes, um, she had seen it Thursday night that it came out. And she was like, Did she is spoil it, it for you? Not really. She was like, if you like Tarantino, you're going to like it. She's like, is it going to be in your top three favorite Tarantino movies? Probably not. You know? I think that's that a like, great assessment. Like, if you like Tarantino, mm-hmm. then obviously you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. But is it going to be your favorite? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Lena, do you have anything you wanted to add in terms of things that you didn't enjoy before we move on? Mm, no, it was long. It was <laughs> long. And I, that's one of the reasons my score is a score, because I am a huge Tarantino fan. I love it. it I know he loves his conversations and I know he loves his silences and the driving mm-hmm. but again maybe it's because it, I was so tired like I just wanted to get to the point he does have a thing for scenes in cars oh he loves it every movie yeah mm-hmm. he weird. loves cars it's weird <laughs> all right is there anyone that stood out to you specifically I feel like everybody stood out in this film but is there anyone that like you're like god damn that Julia Butters the young girl yeah she mm. was so she was great so great to be able to like hold my attention when you're in a scene with leo like applause and he was like faltering or i was like and i would even argue that like she captivated the screen oh yeah yeah oh yeah i was like well done girl so cute same well brad pitt brad pitt brad pitt i mean i'm sorry but you have just reignited yourself in this you came out in this badass like not expecting this to happen i'm expecting to watch leonardo Mm mm-hmm which who was great, but I have to say Brad Pitt was like way more captivating for me. Like just the way he, everything that he did, I was just like I just this great Brad Pitt being with Tarantino again and just like mm-hmm. all of them love it so much. I loved Margaret Qualley because I just think she's fantastic and beautiful. But then also I forgot to mention um, <laughs> in our favorite scene, Leonardo's wife. Oh, the was Italian super girl. funny yeah. when she was like talking da, 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 and the dog. Yeah. And when the dog went to the room and she, like, looked out (laughs) the dog in, it was so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fun to see Emil Hirsch in a movie again. Uh, I feel like I hadn't seen him in a while. (laughs) Yeah, he's skinny. Yeah. Which I feel like, what movie? I was putting him together in a movie with somebody that, shit. Hmm? He was in a movie. Was he? With somebody else in this movie. (laughs) Timothy Oliphant. Oh. (laughs) Oh, right. The girl next door. I was like, oh. It's like they're in the same movie, but they don't have any scenes together. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. I wonder if right. they talked. How about you, Sean? Uh, the little girl, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I really like Margot Robbie. I, I know I already said that, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to see more of her. Um, maybe there was more of her in this movie. I don't know. There wasn't. Um, Nothing's going to beat her Wolf of Wall Street to me. Oh, and I know. I, Tanya, but like Wolf of Wall Street, she is just so amazing. Great. Yeah. Scores? I... I gave it a two. It's still, like, it's a really good movie, and it's like, I wanted it to be a one really, really bad. Same with me. I mean, being a Tarantino fan, I feel horrible not saying a one, but it was just mm-hmm. long. But two. Two plus. <laughs> like, it's on the edge, like, of being... A three? No, on a oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm, okay. My score is temporary. Oh! Because I have to revisit this, obviously. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Um, because of the length, it was uh, my nap was way Too way long, long. <laughs> um, and I still saw the movie. <laughs> so, um, and I also think that like I, while I appreciate Tarantino, he is mm-hmm. not my favorite director. I don't love. 
I loved Pulp Fiction and I loved The Kill Bills. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, those are two amazing films, classic cinema. Um, but I'm not a huge Tarantino fan aside from those things. Like, I've mm-hmm. never really enjoyed the other stuff that he's put out. Um, and this, for me, was more about the actors. Mm-hmm. I love the actors in this yeah. film. Um, I loved the location and the premise. Um, I just didn't feel like it lived up to what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And so it's three for now. But I'll revisit when I see the... I think you might bump it to it, too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, yeah. it's it's like it's respecting the mm-hmm. art that it is. Totally. Still, and the quality of, like, the product that he put out. I'm curious to see the scenes that were cut. I definitely want to watch that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what Tim, Tim Roth, Roth was in. And James Marsden was in it, and his scenes got cut. So it's just, like, just to think of, like, how long it was. And it's like, how much footage did you guys actually shoot? Mm-hmm. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. You know, and it's... To me, I remember, so the we obviously got into the movie. It was a 10 o'clock screening. And I remember looking at my phone at 1245 going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, like, how far are we into this movie? Because I still don't really know where we're going with this movie. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've been I was here. Texting because I felt like I texted in one of those novels that I was writing. Um, uh, I think we have an hour or so left with this movie. Yeah, so I was I like, like, I just we didn't were, know, yeah. like... It just felt like we had been in the theater for so long. And I was pretty awake. And my and... seat was broken, okay? Oh, yeah. I had, had to suffer seat. through this damn nice fucking theater with okay. a broken seat. <laughs> Sorry that happened to you, man. Well, also, too, that's probably also another reason why you fell asleep. You should have switched seats with me. Oh, yeah. You would have stayed Kept awake. You, propped up. you wanted me in the broken seat? Yes, yeah, so you didn't get to lay down. Oh, okay. My seat mm-hmm. wouldn't recline. Thank you. <laughs> as always we want to thank you for listening for more information please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more if you haven't already please head over to Apple Podcast and rate and review us it helps others discover the show we'll see you next time cheers, cheers. bye